From the University of Alberta Alumni Association, it's What the Job. I'm Matt Ray. Definitely number one thing recommend is like cold calling, cold emailing, whether you want experience or you're looking for someone to get your service right. Don't be afraid if someone says no to you. On this episode of What the Job, I talk with muralist and entrepreneur Alexandra Jade. Alex has painted murals and created other designs for businesses around Edmonton and in different places around the world. She talks about how she fell into this unique career and how drive, determination, and the willingness to face rejection have all been keys to her success. What the Job is made possible with the support of our affinity partner, TD Insurance. Did you know that through the TD Insurance Mellish Monarchs program, University of Alberta alumni are entitled to preferred rates on car, home, condo, and renter's insurance? Save even more by bundling your car and home insurance. To learn more about how you can save, please visit tdinsurance.com slash ualbertaalumni. So what's your name and what's your job? Uh, so my name's Alexandra Jade. I'm the owner of Alexandra Jade Art and Design Co. And I create handcrafted custom murals for um, commercial companies, public spaces, and private homes. How how does that job happen? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I think you're the first person I've ever talked to who paints murals for a living. How did that happen? I I kind of fell into it. It's not the path. I never in a million years thought I'd be mural painting. I didn't even think it was a career like when I was in high school or in university, I kind of fell into it. So um, my background's from the U of A. So I do have a Bachelor of Design in um, Visual Communications with a minor in Business Marketing. So when I was in school there, um, I was doing that. And a friend of a friend was like, hey, I know someone at Lululemon and they're looking for someone to do their chalkboards. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I just wanted Lululemon on my resume. That's basically what I saw it as, right? Like an opportunity. Um, so two of us just kind of like went to this super casual interview with Southgate, um, Lululemon, did that. And they basically offered what they, you know, presented us an offer. And I was more than happy to take it. And so, yeah, I started doing chalkboards with Lululemon. And I ended up doing like over a hundred and some across Alberta. I did some in Maui. Uh, and then I kind of got this name for myself, like the Lululemon Chalk Chick. And it kind of was like when Instagram, I'm trying to think like maybe like 2008 or something like when or not 2008, when did I graduate? 2016. So like 2014, maybe is like when I started doing them. Um, so it was like when Instagram was I used to have it private. I remember the girls being like, you know, you should go public with it so people can see your chalkboards. I'm like, OK, like, you know, everyone can kind of see my private life now, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, I started doing that. And then I got, you know, some followers that way. And then someone else was like, Hey, like I have a friend that's an interior designer. Like, can you paint wall murals? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like never really considered myself a painter. Like, of course I had to take courses in school and like I've painted, but I've never just kind of like came home and painted a canvas to paint a canvas. Um, I really thought I'd go more into like digital marketing, branding, things like that. But I was like, cool. I'm not going to say no. Like I'm very like, if an opportunity is there, I'm going to seize the moment. Right. So I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Like, you know, YouTube, my basic things on how to paint a mural. And I mean, like, looking back now, it was like the amount of time I thought I needed and like 
the supplies very different what I do now but um yeah and then I, I did that for it was for a home builder and it was down in Calgary actually um so that was my first one and then I did that one and then someone else heard my name and then the one that really kind of like kicked it off I started doing in like private homes a lot like you know someone's bedroom smaller jobs but the one that really kicked it off was um I did it for an East Indian restaurant in Edmonton um Tiffin and like little did I know that Tiffin the the family that runs it's very well connected so you know word of mouth things got out and then it just kind of spitballed from there have you ever like it's interesting that to me that it's about you took advantage of all these opportunities and then word of mouth sort of steered your career uh, have you got to the point where you have to market what you do or is it more like you know you know you have your instagram it's very active i, I saw it i saw all the cool stuff you do but uh or is it still just like you know word of mouth keeps spreading and you keep getting jobs that way there's like word of mouth but there's still like all those jobs didn't just like happen. I, I cold call, I reach out a lot of the home builders I was looking or working for at the beginning. So they have their commercial painters, but then they kind of have specialty jobs and show homes, whether it be like textured walls or like a nursery, things like that. So I started targeting a lot of like uh, home builders and started working for their interior designers. Right. So that, um, I have no shame. I will email, I will phone call, give me a hundred no's. It takes one. Yes. And that's basically like my philosophy um some friends about that and they're like you know it takes a lot of character to like have doors like people be like no 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 and I'm like that's fine like I I considered it like a good character trait to be like I'll just keep trying and it just takes the right person to see the right thing right and you never know who that is right so I still do advertising you know on, on, on Google um my website's out there the Instagram anyone can see that um, but there is some word of mouth, but it's still cold calling the advertising. I don't want to be wait like I don't want to wait to be found. And I feel like that's um, there's a lot of people in any industry, but a lot in the artist industry um, that there's so many talented people there. But unless you're like specifically looking and know what you need to be looking for, um, it's hard to find them. Like even for murals, graffiti. To me, mural is a common word. Um, anyone around me kind of knows what I'm talking about. But still, if I kind of meet someone new, they're like, you know, like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, like I paint like the big artwork, like on the sides of buildings, right? And they're like, oh, like graffiti, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, like graffiti mural. Like I would still consider what I do murals, but um, I still have to kind of advertise this graffiti. So um, it's very like a, a small niche market, right? So people have to kind of be looking for murals so you want to put yourself out there and kind of be like oh maybe you are looking for a mural right like get that idea on them too yeah so it definitely sounds like you know part of it is still a hustle right like so oh yeah it, it definitely <laughs> about taking advantage of opportunity of course but you have to put yourself out there as well so it's uh you know i'm sure for a lot of businesses that's the case one thing we've had a lot of artists of different types come on this podcast and something i'm always intrigued by and i always ask them is What's it like for you to put art out into the world for everyone to see? Because I think in a lot of ways, art's a personal thing, even if you're doing it for commercial purposes, right? So what is it for you, you know, if you go to a restaurant or you go somewhere and you see your own mural there and you see people looking at it, what's that experience like for you? I like, I feel like I'm a little bit different of an artist. Um, I always, I even had like a hard time calling myself an artist for a long time. I definitely identified as like, I'm a designer. That's what I am. You know, I design logos, I design brands, I do marketing, even like 
I design a mural for you. Um, so to see myself, my stuff out there, like it's, I still have sometimes hard time looking at it. Cause I'm like, well, I see everything that I'm like, Ooh, did I miss a spot? Things like that. Right. Um, but the, I feel like a lot of artists don't want to put stuff out there cause they're like critical of the feedback of it with that. I just, I've always kind of like went in with the notion that like, if you think your first design is the best design, like it's like a bad designer trait to be like, you're thinking your first thing is the best thing. Um, there's one thing to be like, you know, I paint crocodiles and that's what I paint. And if you like it, take it or leave it. But the type of murals that I do, um, they're very like customized. I work with you. So if you're wanting a mural from me, we basically go back and forth until you and I are both happy with the, the artwork. Right. And like, sometimes it's at the end of the day, it's not my, you know, not my top choice that goes on there, but it's what works best for you. Um, where there is like, there's so many different type of mural artists, you know, there's the ones that distinctly paint crocodiles and that's what they do. And like I said, take it or leave it. There's ones that like myself that we work back and forth. And at the end of the day, I'm working for you and I want to create what's best for you. What's best for your community. What's best for the purpose of what this mural is going to do for you. Right. So I think that takes like a little bit of like edge off of it because it's not it is still at the point like my you know my soul's put into it my heart's put into it but it is like it's me plus the business I'm working with plus the person I'm working with to create what's best right well, let's talk a little bit then about that business side of it because I am interested in you know you're you're you may have your own business you, you know it is yourself what sort of lessons have you learned about uh, running a business for yourself and how is it different maybe than what you expected uh, it's, it's crazy. Cause like in university, I took an entrepreneurship class. I had to, cause I had a, like a minor in business marketing and it, you know, it taught me some things, but like when I actually needed to start my business, it was like the key components, like how do I get like a, a business name for it's like a license first. And like, should I be getting a lawyer to start with? And like, should I, do I open the bank account and like what order to do all this stuff with? <laughs> um, so just kind of like those basic things like how to start and open a business right um just like the steps of it and all that that kind of was like the first thing that to hurdle over and I when I started my business I kind of did it um I've been like a private person with that stuff so I didn't want to be like I'm starting a business like look everyone like I need help doing all this I'm very like okay let me like google figure this out talk to like a few other people I know that run a business but at the end of the day like how I run my business is going to work best for me, but how Joe runs his business works best for him. Right. Um, there is those like key components, but everyone still has a little variation of how they operate. Um, I don't, I come from a family. My dad's a farmer and he sort of owned like a, a trucking business too, like hauling grain. So I did have like my dad to kind of be like, Hey, like, you know, things with like, should I be getting a lawyer? Things like this bouncing off. But at the end of the day, my dad was always like, he wasn't going to tell me what to do. He was like, this is your business. This is what I did for mine. We're completely different, like fields of business. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like basically those pillars were kind of like, once you got those and then it's just figuring out how I operated, um, and a little bit different, like I don't have a storefront. I don't have like inventory of supplies. So, you know, a lot of those factors that, um, other people deal with I'm not dealing with in a way it's a lot of like manual labor work things like that 
And I imagine you have to do quite a bit of problem solving as well as you work with clients, right? Because I imagine their quests are a little bit different. Or do you try to work on like specific mediums, specific places, specific styles? Or are you or do you take all kinds of different requests? I take all kinds of different requests. I mean, at the end of the day, I have my ideal kind of like route I want to go down. And at the beginning, I basically like I didn't say no to anything. I did I did chalkboards. I did windows. I did live painting, um, custom canvases, walls. At the end of the day, the main goal is to be doing like large scale, large scale commercial murals, um, working for corporate businesses. I love doing that. Like working with restaurants are super exciting. I love creating artwork where like I know lots of people are going to enjoy it. Lots of people are going to see it. Like it's I, I value and I appreciate all my clients. But the ones like, for example, Manchester Square in Edmonton, I love that it's public to everyone. Everyone can see it. Um, even like ones in restaurants, like you still feel like, you know, you want to go there and eat and you'll enjoy the artwork. Whereas Manchester, anyone bikes by, they can pop in whenever. Um, there's a lot of freedom to it. So as I've progressed as an artist, certain services, like I don't do chalk as much anymore. I don't do window painting any like as much anymore, but I still advertise it. Um, for example, like street chalk art, I don't think I touched it at all last year. And then all of a sudden, like Porsche from the States messaged me and they're like, hey, can you, we'd like to create like a 3D big optical illusion. It ended up being like 40 by 30 feet and they flew me down to Indianapolis Speedway, right? So you just like never know who's going to contact you for a service, right? So I never want to take them off my list. Um, at a certain point, I kind of had to like here's the price point for it um if you're comfortable with that we can proceed a lot of times uh, they may not be comfortable at, for certain things anymore so that's fine but at the end of the day like large scale murals is like what i would love to do and be just traveling for well so what, what is this optical illusion you did for what like the indy 500 or something like that uh it was like a porsche oh okay. yeah it's like yeah together fest but it was at the indianapolis speedway so it was like all of these kind of Porsche fanatics and they had like a race going on. So there was like um, the pro racers of the Porsche cars and stuff. Um, but a lot of like owners of different uh, Porsche outlets and stuff in the States, they came and then I created, they basically supplied it me. They have these things called it's art cars. So it's like a Porsche, but it was deckled. So it looked like paint had been spilled on it and stuff. So like, Hey, we have this car. Can you create like a 40 foot optical illusion around it? So I made it look like, you know, the car was rising out of the ground and it was like coming out of this like kind of rainbow tunnel hole. So, yeah, I was down there for three days doing live art. They loved it. They hadn't like really seen stuff like that before. It was super cool. Like I didn't know much about the car world. So it was like it's crazy to like work for a bunch of different clients from like Lululemon to Amazon to Porsche to like Rogers Place um, and just that's the fun part like you're asking like it takes a lot of the logic in a way like to me it's like a rubik's cube like every time someone gives me a project it's typically like hey can we like include let's say like a logo um these colors and then i don't really know what else we want right so seeing things together to create this like a complete outlook and try to read into like the minds of my clients to be like, you know, is this what you're looking for in a way? Right. So that's kind of the fun part. Like I like that. It's 
for myself it's not just like here's a clean slate like paint whatever I work better when I'm like okay give me some like kind of like put me in a corner and let me like figure out what's going to be best for this wall yeah there's it sounds like you know communication problem solving I'm just trying to like tease out all the different skills that it seems is required for for your job because on the surface obviously you have to be good at the art part right like you have to be able yeah. to, to paint the mural <laughs> Um, but it seems like also like uh, a big part of it is making sure that you and your client understand what it is, what the outcome is, what the product is. Yeah, I um, I firmly believe like I'm not shy of it. I do not think I am the best artist in the world. I, you know, obviously I'm good at what I do. There's a reason I'm painting murals, but I definitely believe it is like a 40-60 split somehow between like talent and customer service how I communicate with my clients how I deal with them things like that it's like any other artist I always like to say it's like a Justin Bieber a lot of people know how he got found like he was a kid on YouTube and it took the right person to find him right and then he had all these other qualities and like there's probably a lot of other singers too that can you know sing so good they're just never found or they're never found by the right person or don't have those maybe communication skills to get spotted and then rise above it right um so yeah it definitely like the feedback i've gotten from you know sometimes i have had clients where they've hired me to do cover-ups and you know they had hired an artist and it didn't live up to their expectations or like a lot of times it was like a communication or a customer service um quality they had with them right so I definitely pride myself on like I run myself as a business first and an artist second and I will like hold myself to that 100 percent yeah you know I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at when I'm talking about the different skills that are required for your for your job for your business and that sort of thing is that the talent overall is a number of different skills from a number of different sides right like the business side especially and also the art side you, you obviously have to be able to do the job but it just seemed to me that you have to be able to, you know, market yourself, which you talked about. Um, but also you need to be able to have that communication with your clients and meet their needs. So there's a lot that goes into it, right? Um, into this kind of job. And I'm just interested in like thinking about people who are maybe wanting to get into design jobs, or maybe they want to start their own design career or, or uh, as an entrepreneur or something like that. I wonder what kind of advice you might have for someone who's, who's wanting to start out. Like I'd mentioned before, I definitely like don't wait for opportunities to come to you, make it happen. Um, I even started that before I was mural painting. So when I was in university, I kind of wasn't like kind of a little bit lost of what I wanted to do. Right. I was like, I know I need to be in the creative realm, but I really don't want to be stuck behind a computer um, the entirety of it. Right. And like I still am doing stuff behind the computer and then I go and paint. Right. Everything's digitally designed. But it's a good balance for me. But when I was in university, I was like, oh, like maybe event planning. That's something good for me. Right. So creative. Um, but I'm out in the public. Right. So I ended up like once again, reached out to a bunch of different event planners, just cold emailed them like, hey, looking for some experience, yada, yada. And the only one that really got back to me was Jennifer Bergman. And she ended up being like one of the top wedding planners in the city. And I was doing rat running for her, basically like folding napkins setting up chairs and stuff and she runs her business very well and I took in a lot of like this is great qualities to run a business right so I definitely got taught a lot by her 
just seeing how she works, not even her being like, you know, this is how I run my business. Um, so just like anywhere in design, things like that, basically like seeking those opportunities. Don't be afraid to cold call. You never know what's going to happen. I've had some other artists reach out to me and, you know, they paint and stuff, but they're very like, well, I only paint this kind of, I only paint butterflies and that's all I do. I'm like, okay, that that's okay. But you're definitely going to have to be like niche, more market. Like I basically was like, I'll paint whatever. I'll do whatever I'm open, you know? And now, cause I opened up my floodgates. Now I kind of get to narrow down a bit. So for myself, that's what worked better. Um, I mean, everyone's going to have their own way to go there. Uh, Instagram. I mean, every time putting your artwork out there is great too. Like everything's so public nowadays, very easy to do that. But um, yeah, I definitely number one thing recommend is like, cold calling, cold emailing, whether you want experience or you're looking for someone to get your service right, don't be afraid if someone says no to you. Um, my mom always like said, she's like, Alex, you're good at getting doors shut in your face. And people are like, oh, that's mean of your mom to say. I'm like, no, like I take it as a good quality. Like I'm, she's like, you have to go like 20 different ways to get the right, right? Like I'm like, I don't care. Like someone say no to me, I'll just thank you, move on to the next one, so. It's interesting that you say you're kind of lost in your undergrad because if you if you just looked on the surface of your you know you were doing design and you were doing business and that's kind of what you're doing now. So like, yeah. I mean, from that kind of retrospect, it sort of seems you were on the path the whole time. Well, it's funny too because like I come from a small town in uh, Saskatchewan, so and I kind of was at that age era where you either left university or you kind of just stayed there forever, right? So when I left, I was like, well, I have an interest in like art, but like business is more practical. And then I was always into sports. Right. So I ended up um, going into the degree, like our vice principal's daughter had taken it. So I was bachelor design and a minor in business marketing. I'm like, okay, two stones out of the three. Right. Totally fine. And then once I started for working for Lululemon, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like I literally kind of cross paths. Like I'm like doing my design, doing my business, but now I'm like, helping out sports companies and like different types. So that's been really cool. And then just, just working across the board for different clients has been really neat, honestly. And, you know, talking about uh, building a brand, I'm, I'm interested in that as well, in terms of how you, you make your, you know, you put your art on an Instagram, but do you build like a brand strategy for yourself? Um, or is it just a matter of, you know, you post whatever you think looks nice? Um, I mean, it is like, cured at the end of the day like I you know I take some progress pictures I take the end results and I do you know now do days you got to do some reels do some videos things like that um but as for a brand like once it, it kind of spitballed right naturally like I was doing business and I was like okay I have to like go I was go get my business license like be a legal business before I get in trouble right so did that and then I'm like okay like a brand like in university, I feel like we had to brand ourselves like seven, eight, ten times, right? And I never felt like anything kind of stuck. So like my business cards, I ended up just doing them black and white and put an old piece of artwork on there. And now the artwork's on the t-shirt. So things just kind of happened. And then for my website, like myself, that was very important to me. Like I wanted to come off like I'm a business, here I am. And like, here's the artist and I'm the artist and I'm the owner. So I, I present myself as not just like an artist, but 
the business you're hiring, right? And I'm the artist behind it. Whereas I find like there is a lot of artists, but you'll go to like their website page and nothing wrong with it. I just decided from the ghetto, I just wanted to market this way. Um, a lot of times they'll just be like, here's the artist, here's about them, right? Here's their portfolio. Um, I really was like strong on being like, I'm a company and I'm more than just like an artist. Here I am, right? Do you have thoughts about where you want to take this? Are you thinking about the future a lot or are you just uh, enjoying the moment? Um, I definitely like goal setter. Uh, my goal basically for this is to have a home base and be traveling places to create artwork. Uh, last year, I spent two months in Kentucky painting uh, inside and outside of a hotel. So, um, yeah, I was able to get like my work visa in the state. So I basically can work in the States whenever now. And it's just finding the right clients down there. Right. And that's basically the goal. Have a home base and be flowing and travel places to create artwork. And you've traveled a lot, right? Because you said you went to Hawaii as well when you were with Lulu. What's like, what's the furthest you've been? Yeah. So when I was in Hawaii, um, I was there on vacation and then I ended up contacting the Lulu there and I was like, Hey, would you like your chalkboards done? Like I've done all these ones in Alberta and they're like, absolutely. Come on down. So that was exciting. And then I've been down to Kentucky. I did two months there painting and then Indianapolis and then who knows next. So. One thing I forgot to mention, I'm curious how you found the experience doing the live thing in, in Indianapolis, like with people watching you work, does that bother you at all? Or are you, are you, do you enjoy it? I'm fine with it. And I think it's like from the start, like working in Lululemon, like I was there three times a month at Southgate and starting more stores. And I basically would work while people shopped in the stores People a lot of times thought I was like an employee and they're like, you know, like, do you know where these pants are? And I'm like, well, I like, I don't work here, but like, let me tell you about this product I love. So they always called me like the adopted lemon, but I think I've always been fine there. Like people watching me, like it doesn't really bother me. Um, I love like when people, especially like Manchester, there was like hundreds of people biking by a day when we were um, painting and like, I'm up on the lift, but people still yell and they're like, it's good job. Or like, if people take their own time to come to the fence and want to like talk to me or bring their kids to me, I will a hundred percent come down, give you like the few minutes. Right. And like, I find like there's been a couple times they've messaged after and they're like, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. And I think people are just like used to someone being in their zone and being whatever, but it means a lot for someone to like stop and be like, Hey, we love what you're doing or like show their kid, like, look what this lady's doing. Um, but yeah, the one down in Indianapolis, it was like a massive piece. The The biggest chalk I did before that was like 15 feet. So this was like 40 feet. <laughs> so um, I definitely had to hustle. And like, they were so funny on the intercom. They're like, hardest working girl here this weekend. <laughs> Just dusty to the nines. But um, people loved it. They love chatting. And like, I, I always tell people, I'm like, you're hiring me to create live art, but then the same time I'm like an entertainment service like you're not just hiring me to create art I'm there to talk to people I'm there to like promote what the client you know if it's Porsche if it's the art they're wanting me to promote whatever they want so that's like budgeted into my time right it's not just like I never want to be like so stressed out about the art that I can't interact with someone because then my client's not getting basically their money's worth of what I can provide them and that definitely like they brought it up like on the intercom across the whole stadium like they're they're like she's so good like she takes takes time to stop and talk to everyone 
So that stuff means a lot to me. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're still trying to complete this yeah. giant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really a fascinating job. And I don't think I've heard anyone who had one one quite like that, even though, you know, as I said, we've interviewed artists and we've interviewed people who are entrepreneurs and people who have their own you know, brand and um, um, business and things like that. But this really brings a lot of different facets together. And I'm just kind of fascinated by all the different skills it takes to get there and how I think you've taken your own unique personality and sort of crafted it into this job. And that's what I think is kind of cool about it. Yeah. And like I said, I've had, um, I had one client have a bad experience with like kind of two other artists. And at the end of the project I did with him, he goes, Alex, I really thought it was like, it was me. And he goes, thank you for changing my perception about what artists are and who they are. And that was like, it's basically one of the best compliments I've ever given or been given. I just, um, there's like a weird stigma sometimes, just kind of like how it's perceived. And you can't be mad at people like, you know, people reach out and they're like, hey, like, can we get a quote and all this? And I'm like, you know, here's my starting rates. And you can tell they're like, oh, like, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's OK. Like, there's the right the right uh, artist for every project. Right. I'm at a point. This is my minimum. That's totally fine. And I never want to make someone feel bad because tattoos are more common than murals. Right. How are they supposed to know really what the pricing is, how long it takes the process? Right. Um, so I do take it with like a grain of salt like I'm educating someone like I would be thrown off if the plum plumber gave me attitude right about not knowing their pricing so to me it's like I love to take the time like someone emails me um they're like hey Alex you know looking for an estimate for this my first thing's like awesome thank you let's hop on a call what's the best number right um I never want to like you never know how emails are read or text messages are read so I love just hopping on a phone call if I can't help them I'm like you know, you know, here's someone that maybe could or look at these kind of things, that person might be able to help you, right? Um, so yeah, it's just like a big education thing, I think, about murals as well. Yeah. I now I'm thinking about like tattoo mural, right? Like some sort of <laughs> combination, it's a whole bunch of people lined up together. <laughs> yeah. No, and then like everyone's always like, Oh, can you design a tattoo for me? And I'm like, Well, I appreciate you asking me, but like they're the specialists with the skin and with that type of artistry. Um, I'll leave them to them because even if you were like, hey, Alex, can you like paint this on the wall? Like I would probably have edits to it because I'm like, you know, it's a great design, but like we're going to have to tweak a few things for it to like translate the best. Right. Um, so, you know, I appreciate when people ask me, I'm like, nope, tattoos for the experts. Like they know the skin best and you're going to get your best result from someone that's an expert in that area. So. Okay, so we're going to go on to the lightning round, which is brought to you by our affinity partner, TD Insurance. Ask these questions to every guest. Um, the first one is, have you ever been fired from a job? No. Not a lot of people have. Not not yet. Maybe I'll fire myself one day. When <laughs> maybe, maybe though, you've had like contracts not go through or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it maybe like, yeah, projects. People just were like, no, but no, nope, yeah. never been fired yet. Fingers crossed. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, fashion designer or interior designer. And when you started university, pretty much the same? Uh, I thought I'd go into like... a creative director is basically what I thought and what I thought I wanted. And I thought I wanted to work at Lululemon head office too. So 
<laughs> well, you never know. It could still happen. Yeah. Uh, what's something that you wish people understood about your job? Maybe something that's, uh, you know, uh, some people confuse about it. I think that it's like, it is, I love what I do. It is, you know, glamorous in certain points. There's a lot of labor hours that go into it. Um, and just like the sketching, the behind the scenes that people don't see, like, you know, sometimes it takes 40 hours to get a sketch right, right? So no one ever sees that. They just see like when I show up at work and I'm like, oh, here it is. <laughs> so what advice would you have for somebody who feels like they are stuck in their job or they're in like a career rut? I would say seek opportunities, start reaching out, um, you know, whether I totally get you can't leave like I eased out of my daytime job. If you can't do that, uh, start reaching out, even just trying some things on the weekend or a few hours after, like seeing if you're liking a different area. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in this job? <laughs> I don't even want to think like creative directing or like graphic <laughs> designing, but I just like, to me, I'm like, I love what I do and it's, it's fun. I love the different clients. Like, I can't imagine working for anyone else now that I've worked for myself for how many years now. So I don't really want to imagine myself doing anything else. So, Well, I, can you narrow it down? Because this next one, the next question is, what's your favorite thing about your job? Favorite thing about my job? The variety of clients. Uh, last one is, if you could go back in time and talk to yourself just after you graduated, what would you say to yourself? Oh my God, I'm going to feel like a record on repeat, but like, don't wait for opportunities to happen. Go and get them yourself. I will like 100% reinforce this all the time. Um, yeah, don't sit there. Like if you're lost and, you know, I did it halfway through university. I just, uh, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. I don't want to say like, like wish I would have done it earlier. Right. But um, everything happens for a reason and, uh, yeah, just go out there, seek it. Don't be afraid when someone says no to you. So Alex has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for chatting to us about your career. I've learned a lot. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of what the job and a special thanks to our guest, Alex Jade for talking to us about her career path. And as always, a reminder that the best place for alumni to connect with other alumni about jobs, mentorship, or volunteer opportunities is the online platform Switchboard. It's free, and you can try it out today at uab.ca slash sboard. It's a great tool no matter where you are in your career journey. That's all for this episode. For What the Job, I'm Matt Ray. See you next time.